Come with us on a journey into the unknown, the unexplained, and the unbelievable. We will test your senses and challenge your beliefs. A world where science and religion clash. Or do they? You will meet real people and hear real stories, but you will not believe. You will witness strange sights and hear strange sounds, but you will not believe. This is the New England Ghost Project. Welcome to the Good evening, everyone, and welcome to another outstanding edition of Ghost Chronicles International, uh, the first half of the Ghost Chronicles two-hour radio extravaganza. Yeah, whatever. Anyways, I am Ron Kolick, your host, and with me all the way from the wind-blown Wales is the gold standing and ghost hunting Steve Parson. Good evening. We're not windblown tonight. Tonight we're uh, we've we've got our first. It's probably really common for you Americans, but we've got our first red level three lightning storm alert. Uh, we have um, no such thing as that. In about seven years, we haven't had one, and mm. it, it really is quite spectacular. Um, mm. We've lost power and uh, all manner of other things on and off during the evening, but uh, no, we may lose you. It's it's distinctly possible because uh, the last cell is clearing to the north of us, but there's uh, its big brother is uh, to the south of us and moving in our direction. So Just send it over to Stephen. Stephen Scott, he'll take care of it. Yeah, except <laughs> they've got their own problems up there. Oh, well, life is tough. Anyways, joining us from the West Coast is my favorite West Coast witch, Marla Brooks. With no um, lightning storms and no earthquakes and no nothing, we're good, except, you know, it's like almost 100 degrees, but we'll live. Yeah, we got the heat, too. So, but that yeah, breaks and you today. got the humidity. That's the worst part. Yeah, it breaks today. It's no big deal. We're used to it. So, mm-hmm. there you go. Anyways, today's show is brought to you by Circles of Wisdom, 386 Merrimack Street, Methuen, Massachusetts, and the Gallant Messier Family Law Group. Today, we've got a great topic, because in July 9th and 10th, I guess, I'm not sure, at midnight, uh, in 1856, there was a man called Tesla who was born. Some referred to him as a genius, others referred to him as a madman. And we're going to look at poor Mr. Tesla and see if we can answer that question for you. So there you go. Anyways, uh, why the fascination with Tesla, do you think? Um. I he wasn't because, because he wasn't. Well, I'm just thinking of how how appropriate for tonight's conversation. Um, <laughs> that, as you as you were doing the introduction, there was an enormous lightning bolt cleaved right across the sky. Top. <laughs> That's top. I know. I know. Yeah. We're attacking um, the UK. I, I I think it's because he's an enigma. Um, you know, he was he was a, an Eastern European emigre. Uh, he arrived in America with. Not much. Um, he was hired by Edison as a, um, a worker. Yeah. yeah. Um, he, he, he was a genius, but the genius took a while to develop. And then, uh, as has been subsequently demonstrated and shown, many of the inventions um, that he is now credited for were originally credited to, to Edison. Mm-hmm. And of course, we we have to thank uh, Tesla for well, was a good. Uh, as soon as I said his word, his name, then the sky just lit up. Um, we have to thank him for the fact that we have AC electricity. 
in all of our homes. Alternating time. Yeah, and you know, and we um, and he's just come up with that you know fantastic line of motor vehicles, and he's just put. I don't think he's done that. I don't think that was him. Is that a different Tesla? Yeah, it could be a different Tesla. I'm just ah right because I believe he died in 1940 something. Ah, the other uh, the the earlier Tesla. Uh huh. Uh huh. But I I mean, you know, Elon Elon Musk, you know, is reincarnating Teslas. That we are saying. Well, no, he hasn't reincarnated Tesla, but he's paid homage to Tesla and his groundbreaking research in other areas, too, by naming mm. the company Tesla. Mm-hmm. So, so Marla, we, le- you were going to say something. On. I just had one small interjection that this is actually the perfect night to talk about Tesla because when I was kind of looking stuff up on him, he was born during a lightning storm. Exactly. There we are. There you go. It, it's so you're going to tell the story? Or? That, what? He, his mother went into labor, it was lightning, and he was born. <laughs> well, that's not quite the whole story. For the whole story, okay. it is. Tesla was uh, born to, of course, uh, very religious parents. They were both uh, members of the, I forget what church it was. But uh, anyway, so he was, she went into labor, and, and he was born at midnight. And the midwife said that was a bad omen, and... Her, his mother said, no, he is a child of light. So there it was. Before he was even, well, I guess just as he was going out of the womb, her mother uh, predicted what he would be involved in so much. But then and that's also, perfectly true. I, and, I, and as you said that then, there was, as you said the word <laughs> Tesla. <laughs> Tesla. <laughs> I'm, well, I'm, I'm sitting in front of the uh, open windows uh, we've got sort of patio windows that look out uh, due north and i'm just watching an amazing light show uh, from the, mm-hmm. the storm that just the cell that just went through us i'm um, jealous you're high up on the cliff too right yeah well not a cliff but a high up on a hilltop high um, hilltop but therein lies therein lies the problem um because you know we're we're, we're high up we're on a southwesterly facing bluff of land, peninsula, and these things, you know, they are so incredibly rare here. Oh, uh, are they? Due, no. due to our geography, we probably huh. have one lightning storm a year. Um, really? Like, as, um, small and insignificant. Yet north of us and uh, east of us, they're, they're really very common, but there's something about the geography of right. where we are. Um, you know, they, they bypass us to the left and to the right and to the north and to the south. We just don't get them. Um, but then once in a while, the weather just lines up nicely. And tonight is an homage to Tesla. The sky is really plain. I, I, we could do this on video. It would have been even better. Mm-hmm. Well, you can probably hear the rumbling thunder in the distance. No, there's not, lot, not at all. There's, there's, there's also the, the room keeps lighting up from the opposite side as well because uh, I'm we facing We definitely north. can't see that. I can tell you that. No. The, okay. so I'm facing north looking at the foregoing cell. And mm-hmm. Behind, mm-hmm. Whoa. And then behind me, there's um, the, the its big brother is approaching from the south, so the room's lighting up from the other side as well. Really very, oh. yeah, very appropriate. Okay, back to Nikola Tesla. Feel the spirit of of Tesla. 
Tesla. Well, you know what? One more Tesla flash of light thing that I read that in early childhood he experienced flashes of light, which were sometimes followed by inspiration or solutions to problems. Um, uh-huh. So these visions could sometimes take on the character of a spiritual experience. But Tesla, who obviously was a man of science, just counted any such interpretation, valuing them only for their scientific benefit. So well, he had. Mala. Yeah. I've got to disagree with you there because his biographer actually actually records Tesla, certainly in later life, had quite a fascination with the spirit realm. Yeah, and he did. I, I agree with you. There was a quote that he said something about um, the day that science begins to study non-physical phenomenon, it will make more progress in one decade than in all the previous centuries before. So, yeah, I think as he got older, maybe this first thing I got was... A, a quote from earlier on. Mm-hmm. Right. The uh, the interesting thing about Tesla too, and I never realized that I have that in common with him is that he would visualize things, write the plans in his head. I mean, and before we even drew them down, and we actually would build some things before he we, he, we uh, draw anything down. And I have that same thing. I visualize whatever I'm doing and, and just do it. I don't write down the plans or or drawings or anything and uh, he was able to do that uh, which is intriguing and I can certainly attest to uh, to that fact because I've I've seen um, the broken remnants of all of the failed designs in your yard (laughs) 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 yeah yeah although you did you've done an excellent job on the love shaker I have to say that's really 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 looking good Anyways, uh, back to Tesla. <laughs> if you, uh, I don't know if you knew this, but you know he was he was quite the showman too. He would put on a, a show, especially when his, doing his ideas, uh, you know, demonstrating things. He would uh, put on a, a show that would really uh, excite the people, I guess you you would say. Um, but yeah, he had that that penchant about him. He was also a heavy gambler too. Uh, when he was going to college uh, back in the, the old country, uh, he gambled away his his college money and, uh, and also his uh, uh, tuition. Uh, he did win it back again, but uh, he did lose it and he repaid his parents. Uh, but uh, yeah, he uh, he had a definitely a gambling problem. So, well, well, he had a, a particular, uh, I mean, it, it recorded in his biography, uh, in, in, by his biographer. He had, you know, he wasn't, he was an incredible showman. He used to uh, wine and dine and, you know, he, he met with presidents and. He, yeah, he, he had very famous these, friends. Yeah. He, you know, he would, he, he, he would invite them back to his laboratory and show them sparks leaping across, you know, the, the laboratory and other cool stuff as well, um, from his Tesla coil generators that he would, that he, that he built and had lying around. Um, but he, he was far more complex, but, you know, he, he wasn't just, uh, prone to a spot of gambling and an incredible inventor, you know, it, he, he befriended and, spent thousands of dollars feeding pigeons. 
Right. He would fix you know, them. He would heal them and everything. Yeah. 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 I mean, he, he, he was he was terrible in other areas, too. You know, he was notorious for never paying his hotel bills mm-hmm. um, and for not listening to, you know, he wasn't right all of the time, but he believed he was right most of the time. And at Wardenclyffe and other places, you know, he was he was single-minded in his pursuit. The, a, a modern psychologist might might turn around and say, "Well, the man clearly had some form of um, uh, um, Asperger's. Um, mm. He was on the spectrum um, because of these strange behavioural traits that he had, that he manifested." But. Um, I, I believe that that's probably part of his genius too, because he was able to focus and hone his mind to look at problems and to seek solutions to those problems and, and create the devices, the machines. Because we think, yeah, okay, he invented the AC electricity. He invented so many other things too. Um, you know, way, way, way beyond just AC electricity. Uh, right, yeah, you know, the te- 112 Tesla. patents. Yeah, I mean, Tesla was credited, uh, rightly, eventually, with uh, being in at the ground floor at the invention of radio, which has always been dropped at the door of Marconi. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, it, it's a Tesla invention, the fact that we can communicate. Tesla, in in, in reality, predicts, we'll talk about Arthur C. Clarke and the... Um, the man who foresaw or predicted the communication satellite, Tesla predicted the mobile phone that I'm using now. Mm-hmm. Exactly. He also, and this, I mean, it's not funny, but I mean, Mark Twain was very happy. Um, he created some kind of a, a shaking board or something. And apparently Mark Twain was fairly constipated a lot of the time. And he put Mark Twain on this board and it kind of shook everything free. So now, you know, Mark Twain was saying that he owes, he owes a lot to Tesla for that. And, and small things work too, I guess. I think I, I, one of the, um, I mean, Tesla, one of the stories that's always told about Tesla, of course, is indirectly he was responsible for the death of an elephant and the invention of the electric chair. Um, yeah. Because in, in the, the Battle of the Currents, between DC electricity, which was an Edison invention, and alternating current, which was a Tesla invention. Um, you know, Edison went all out to show just how dangerous alternating current was um, by electrocuting an elephant and then creating a device that could execute a human being, um, which, of course, yeah, you Americans adopted. Um with with varying degrees of success, for those who've seen the Green Mile. Um, <laughs> but you know, I mean, indirectly, their Tesla inventions via Edison, I suppose. You know, the because I mean, but for but for Tesla, um, this idea of you know um, when when I go over to the states, um, unfortunately not this year, but we're quite we're quite close to a nuclear power station seabrook nuclear power station which is a huge ac electric generator now under edison's system of direct current it required a small dynamo stroke power station on every block yeah because you can't send direct current very far because of the resistance of the of the wires 
And Edison's AC system overcomes that by sending it in a much higher current, um, sorry, much higher voltage and current, in order to overcome the resistance of the of the network wires, um, and then you know thereby allowing you to have you know much more dispersed, more powerful power stations. Um, so you know, the, our modern era, you know, radio communications, AC electricity. Uh, even, I mean, coming back to New England and, and Hammond Castle, a place that Ron and I have visited, and, and Hammond, the owner there, had patents for radio control. Right. Unfortunately, yeah, he was, some, he was somewhat behind... patents behind Edison. Yeah, somewhat behind Tesla, who was the... Um, I have a, a medallion in my collection, and it's it was issued a year or two ago um, mm. by... Um, I can't remember. Oh God, where was he born? Anyway, Serbia. Serbia. Ser- uh, sorry, Serbia. Yeah, they released the medallion a couple of years ago, and it celebrates. Um, on, there are three three medallions. There's one for his invention of AC electricity, and the one I have is his invention of radio control, and it shows a small radio control boat. And I thought to myself, well, I thought it was Hammond that invented that because I've seen the small radio control boats at Hammond Castle mm-hmm. and the control apparatus, but no, Tesla was there first. Well, Tesla uh, demonstrated that, I forget where it was, one of the exp- expositions, but uh, he demonstrated the boat, which wasn't that small, by the way, and uh, no. he was accused of of uh, putting a, a small person inside the hull of the boat to to do it, other people accused him of magic, and one uh, mm-hmm. uh, there were even some people who believed there was trained chimpanzees inside the boat that uh, would go to his call and so forth. So, uh, yeah, the, there are a lot of stuff that he invented. He was, you know, as he was, he was a very good showman. Um, I mean, I, I'm, am I right in assuming? I, mean, I know the Warden Cliff site is still there, but are they going to rebuild what this? I don't Aren't they going to? So. I've seen that there, are, there have been various plans and discussions. Yeah. The, the tower, uh, which is just outside New York, isn't it? Um, with that, in every, every in every book, in every documentary about Tesla, they talk about this monumentally high wooden tower with the giant Tesla generator on top of it, and the idea being colossal Tesla, failure, by the way. It was. It wasn't one of his brightest moves. However. Uh, the, the principle behind it may actually um, be sound, according to modern physicists. And what Tesla was trying to do was um, extract the latent energy that exists within the Earth itself. And to use that then to send messages directly through. Um, so and this is, some, this is something that NASA is now exploring um, as part of the Mars, the Mars probe uh, propulsion systems, can we beam the energy to the to the probe directly from the Earth itself? Right. So you know, he he may have missed the mark because he, all of his inventions weren't all, didn't all work, and there were many many failures and and variants as he as he perfected the ideas. But the principle behind it may may have been sound, and in a lot of cases it was. You know, he he didn't have access to the modern um, alloys and the modern, you know, uh, uh, technology with with respect to microcircuitry. You know, he was still working with wire wound resistors and paper capacitors, and 
you know, stuff that, that was just not physically capable of doing what he wanted it to do. So, uh, I mean, he, he was an intriguing person, but certainly quirky, that's for sure. I mean, one of the things that really irritated it, he was a germaphobic, just the first to start with. But other than that, one of the things that absolutely drove him crazy was uh, pearls. Uh, Tesla would not speak to any woman wearing them. And when his secretary wore, wore uh, pearls, he would stay home that day. Uh, but he had an extreme aversion to uh, pearls. He was a bit of a, wo a womanizer as well. Wow, I seem to recall from his biography. Um, he, he, you know, he, he, he did have this uh, Asperger's uh, side to his character, but he's, in other ways, he didn't. He was a very, in a lot of ways, he was a very, he was a bit of a social butterfly, and um, kind of a tremendous flirt as well. He liked to play with, uh, play for the ladies. Yeah. So, Martha, what do you got? I mean, Martha, Marla, what do you got to say about all this? I, yeah, Martha, I, I actually, I actually on, Martha. got <laughs> Martha Washington. I hate that. Anyway, um, I got a question. Of, I got a text from somebody that's listening in and had a question for both of you. Yeah. Um, she said, could you explain why Tesla didn't sue Edison over taking credit for some of his inventions? First of all, Edison patterned him. And second of all, he was working for Edison. So, I mean, that's my take on it. Steve, what's yours? Well, some of the early ones, uh, I mean, they, they did go to and from in court on a number of occasions mm -hmm. um, because it was, it was Edison who first employed Tesla. And, of course, as the employer, Edison owned the rights on all the patents exactly. for all the inventions. That, that so they found out the hard part. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, as Edison was perfectly legally correct in owning the, the, the rights to use the inventions, the, the early inventions of Tesla. Afterwards, you know, when they fell out, um, the, they did, there was, uh, I can't remember the details, but there were court, there were, um, court letters and court, and court battles between the, the two rival companies because Tesla worked for, was it Bell Westinghouse? White House. What was the name of the company, sorry? White, uh, what is it, White Electric? What, what's that, oh, it's, what's it called, Westinghouse? Yeah, Westinghouse might yeah, be Westinghouse. It, was, it, was, it yeah. was Westinghouse, wasn't it? White, Which was, White Electric, Westinghouse, I think, or whatever. Yeah. Anyways, go ahead. Because you had the Edison Electric Company, you had, and Tesla was working for, what well, if running, basically, Westinghouse. Yeah. Which became later Bell Laboratories. Yep. You know, everybody thinks that like Edison and him were sworn enemies, but they really weren't. I mean, they no. definitely had the current was where they would, uh, you know, were fighting over alternating versus DC current and all that. But uh, this this one uh, occasion, in fact, uh, when Edison attended a conference where Tesla Tesla, Tesla loves speaking, by the way, and Edison was hard of hearing, so not wanting to be spotted, he slipped into the back of the auditorium and listened to, to listen to the lecture. But Tesla spotted him, and Edison Edison in the crowd and called attention to him, leading the audience to give him a standing ovation. So, I mean, they had a love-hate relationship. Yes, they were business rivals, but they were more like the uh, Steve Jobs and Bill Gates uh, type thing. And there was no doubt that, Te that Edison respected Tesla, no doubt at all. And he spoke about Tesla in the most glowing of terms on many, many occasions um, and credited Tesla uh, for a lot of things. And as you say, um, 
they were friends much of the time in in real life but business they were you know they were very keen business rivals the interesting thing is when there was a fire at tesla's lab edison actually provided him with the lab to use mm-hmm. out of mutual expect, uh, respect mm-hmm. so th- there was that love hate relationship between them well, that also led to accusations that Edison uh, then was observing what Tesla was up to. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Go ahead, Mala. No, there was an, an, an article that was talking about their relationship, and um, he said if Ed, he he said that Edison, if he needed if he needed to have a needle to find a needle in a haystack, he would proceed at once with the diligence of a bee to examine straw after straw until he found the object of his search. He said, "He said I was a sorry witness to such doings that a little theory and calculation would have saved him 90% of his labor. <laughs> well, this, I mean, this, this, was, this was part of his, his business problems. Um, you know, he, he died penniless um, because... He 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 eschewed uh, where he could have done the calculations, where he could have saved the time, where he could have outsourced the work or the the effort. He didn't. He he was single-minded, and that was part of his downfall. You know that part of his personality. Uh, you know he he would focus in in minute detail on a problem, mm-hmm. and then forget to pay all the bills, yeah. or forget to eat. <laughs> or forget to do something else that was, you know, a, a, an important you know, necessity of everyday life. The interesting thing about him, you, he always said the sleep was overrated. Uh, I mean, there are reports of him working 84 hours straight, uh, which is ridiculous. And he also, that they believe that led to some of the breakdowns he did have. He, he did have some breakdowns uh, during his life. Uh, but he only slept off and on. Uh, he wasn't one for a long night. Mm. So, anyways, we are coming up to the break right now, and uh, if you haven't figured it out, we're talking about Nicola. Is that Nicola? Is that how you say that? Uh, Nicola Testa? Nicola? Oh. Nicola, okay. In, in, in an interview, in an, interview uh, an audio interview, he said Nicola. Okay. So All right. whether, you know, but that might have just been his accent. I've always said Nikola Tesla. See that? They just, we're just great minds. Great minds just think alike anyways. <laughs> uh, so you're listening to Ghost Chronicles uh, International, the first half of a two-hour Ghost Chronicles radio show on Tojanet and Parax Radio. Uh, I am with Steve Parson from Wales and Marla Brooks of Stir in the Cauldron in the West Coast, and we're talking about Nikola Tesla, and we're brought to you by Circles of Wisdom, 386 Merrimack Street, and where are we? Uh, Methuen, Massachusetts, and the um, Gallant Messier Family Law Group, 15 High Street, in North Andover, Massachusetts. So, uh, you know, we'd like to talk a little bit about some of his strange... Uh, what do you call it? Strange inventions, I guess you would say. Some of the things he came up with, the ideas, and and your thoughts on them, uh, because there's a lot of uh, conspiracy stuff on it. So anyway, so here's the music, and uh, we're going to take a break, and we'll be right back with uh, more of Ghost Chronicles International.
Welcome to Tokinet, radio with a cutting edge. Do you have a paranormal event, book, or something else you want people to know about? Then why not advertise it on Ghost Chronicles Radio? With over 150,000 downloads a month, get your message out to an audience that's interested in the subject. We have a plan at a cost that fits your needs. For more information, contact Ron Kolick at anyghostproject at comcast.net or call 978-455-6678. They're creepy and they're kooky, mysterious and spooky. They all talk ugly gooky, the Parax family. The shows are paranormal, not stuffy but informal. The topics are abnormal, the Parax family. They're strange. Unrestrained. So grab your favorite brew. It's time to rendezvous as we give the awards to the Parrax family. International uh, Extravaganza, uh, brought to you tonight by the power of electricity. Um, in New England, you've got New England and Van Helsing, and you have Martha, <laughs> Ron's favourite West Coast witch. <laughs> I've been called worse, it's all right. <laughs> yeah, I can imagine. Marla Brooks, eh, ladies and gentlemen. And me in the middle of a red, uh, of a red level three lightning storm here in uh, the west of the UK. So there you go. Oh, that was a nice one. I'm glad you're enjoying it, Steve. It's it's somewhat spectacular. Half the uh, the other half of the village have lost power at the moment, so um, all the streetlights just went out. <laughs> anyway, yeah, he just uh, you know some people uh, believe that he suffered from OCD, and which would make sense of a lot of things that he did you know i mean he he wouldn't shake hands whenever he'd do well in, in today's world come to think of it he wore wore gloves and they believe that this was uh due to his uh cholera was uh, rampant in serbia when he was growing up and uh, he was able to use a microscope to see the germs in the in the water and that absolutely freaked them out and that would haunt them all uh all his life one of the one of the other strange habits he had he used he would often walk around the building three times before entering. Uh, so that's that's a witch thing, isn't it, Mala? It can be, but then they also say you can spit over your shoulder to make things right too. It, oh, there you go. It, it's a personal preference, I think. Um, but you were talking about building. All right, um, have either of you been to um, the hotel where he died? A lot of people, yeah, the New Yorker Hotel in New York City, Mm -hmm. um, people say it's a very good place for a paranormal investigation since he did pass away there. Um, Yeah, well, what can I say? (laughs) But, I mean, would would either of you, if you were in New York, would you particularly go out of your way to maybe stay the night in that, even just because it's, it's, you know, the place where he died? Um, I went out of my way to walk three extra 
avenues to go see it from the outside. Okay. Uh, that's the avenues. Wow, Steve. That, that's a... Uh, carry on. Well, I was on my way somewhere else, but I took a diversion um, in order to see it. Um, but I, I don't know. Would, would his ghost haunt there? I mean, or would he be the ghost of ghost of pigeons? They um, showed on YouTube, <laughs> YouTube has a video of that room and everything, and and the. the person who was doing the video said well look he used to feed all the pigeons and and maybe it's from this window <laughs> that's like circling it in red right yeah there you go yeah. mm-hmm. maybe uh, one of the pigeons is a direct descendant of one of the pigeons he fed i think <laughs> half a million new york pigeons are probably direct descendants of, one of the pigeons <laughs> that you fed. but i i don't think we need to you know i mean the show is called ghost chronicles international but i, I don't think we need to look in that direction to find the enigmas with with Tesla. No, you don't. Um, you know, the man, as we started off by saying earlier, I mean, he he was a very complex man. He he was in many ways a socialite and a butter a social butterfly. Yeah. He had a, a keen inventive mind, but in other ways, he was antisocial, a germaphobe, a sociopath. You know, you can't define him by putting him into one box or another. Like, you know, he, he is one of the, the, the characters in history that we can't pigeonhole. And I think that's why we have this fascination for him. Um, this also manifests in, in areas of many things that are credited to Tesla wrongly. Um, you know, right. he's been, he's, the invention of anti-gravity. Being just one of them, um, you know. The death ray. Well, wait a minute. Well, he, wait, wait a minute. Well, he was. Well, wait, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Let's start on that because when he died, the FBI went in and cleaned out his his freaking yes. apartment. Yeah. Now that that's that's actually a fact. Um, that's a they fact. They did. They did go in and they did remove a lot of his documents and papers. Some of which about about ten percent of which have resurfaced down the years. The great proportion. I heard it was like it. eighty trunks worth of some some ridiculous amount. Well, look at the size I of his hotel I'm just room. <laughs> What's that? Um, look at the size of his hotel room. Then put mm. eighty trunks in it. But they certainly did. Uh, the room was sealed by them. Uh, the contents were removed by them. Some of those documents have resurfaced down the years, but the vast majority of them have never di- have never reappeared. Now that that's that's fuel to the conspiracy theorists. It's like the the missing third um, prediction of Fatima. It's like all manner of you know twenty seconds English. on the Nixon tape. It, it yeah, and uh, the 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 the, the um, babushka woman in, on the um, on the Kennedy assassination. Mm. Um, it, we do love a good conspiracy, and Tesla. Just has you know he's the right personality. He's an incredible inventor. The man is a genius. There's no doubt about that. And yet there is this other side of his personality that we can't, as you know, the majority of the population can't really engage with. We we mm-hmm. we can't figure him out. We can't pigeonhole him. Uh, we, can, we at times he reminds me so much of like Rain Man. I mean, because he had that photographic memory, but yet he did all these weird things that had to do with numbers. I mean, he used to figure out the cubic uh, 
mm-hmm. density of his food when, when it was brought to him, and how many precise jaw movers would take to digest it. And, wow. and like, it, you only stayed in rooms that were divisible by three and required 18 towels to be delivered every morning. So he, he had these idiosyncrasies, but yet, you're right, he's so brilliant. So it so, so much reminds me of that, the Rain Man character where he, he was had the idiosyncrasy, but it was very intelligent. But, but without that, but without all of those idiosyncrasies, all of those idiosyncrasies are essential to the man. And oh, yes, yeah. you, you remove any one of those idiosyncrasies and you remove the genius, the element of it, the genius, and you probably wouldn't have had the inventions. You know, nowadays they would have given him, when he was a small child, they'd have given him Ritalin. They'd have labelled him. That's true. As, it's so true. Yeah. <laughs> we'll get, we got a drug for that. We'll take care of him. <laughs> yeah. They'd have sent him for counselling, given him Ritalin, um, put him in special school, remedial classes, yep. and he'd have probably ended up sweeping, you know, sweeping the floors for Edison on, you know, ten dollars an hour. Um, and this is the problem with, you know, the way we treat people who are different from ourselves. And this isn't, a, you know, this is social justice warrior rants. This is, you know, we have to allow people who are different than us to express themselves. Because you are, you might be, suppressing a genius. Mm-hmm. Look at, in fact, Rain Man is a great example. Look at, he was institutionalised, he was drugged until he, he was pulled out from there and then taken on the road trip, and then the, the genius was discovered. Just came to Hiding right? within. And so, you know, we, we do this at our danger to people that we don't understand. Okay, so we we are running out of time, and we do want to talk a little bit about some of his inventions that uh, he's credited with that that are quite astonishing. Uh, and I, I don't know where we want to start. Do we want to start with Hop? Do we want to start with the death ray? Do we want to start with uh, uh, the the one where we get signals from Mars? Or what are we going to go with? Where... I enjoyed the death ray stories. Go ahead, give me the death no, ray. No, no, no. I mean, I don't. I didn't. They, they said that they called it a death ray. Wait a minute, I can't remember what the name of it was. Hang on. Um, they called it something else, and then they were starting to talk about that. They were jokingly referring to it as the death ray, but it really wasn't the death ray. Um, and and this happened, um, yeah, at his, okay, this is a story I saw. At his 78th birthday party, um, he told reporters that he had designed a super weapon <coughs> That would end all war, and he called it teleforce, but it was usually referred to as the death ray. Does that have something to do with the Tesla Tower? Do you guys know? No, it's it, the death ray is supposed to be a particle beam weapon. Okay. It, so. And they believe that our well, some of the conspiracies believe that our particle beam weapons that we do have are based on the Tesla principle, which very well could be. Uh, Steve, what's your thoughts? Well, I mean, this idea of the death ray, Tesla was certainly not unique in that. Um, in fact, the, the British the British team uh, in the 1930s that were working for um, the, the ministry of the government uh, on a death ray, um, you know, they, they were trying to stop the, the idea being that they could project this ray at incoming enemy aircraft and then either blow the aircraft out the sky or stop the engine or cause the engine to malfunction and mm-hmm. thing to fall out the sky. That led directly to the invention of radar. Um, right. 
So, you know, it was it wasn't just Tesla, it wasn't just the British team. There were teams all around the world. There was other teams in America, there were teams in, in Europe, in Germany, because the idea of a death ray was was socially, you know, and within science believed possible and worthwhile exploring. So Tesla was one of many, many that were exploring the idea of a death ray. Um but In fact, you, know, you, you supposedly try to sell the plans to just about any government that would have them, and nobody uh, took up on them. Well, if 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 Tesla had come to the British government in the 1930s and said, "Hey, I've got a I've got a working death ray," they would have employed him because they too were actively seeking um, a similar type of weapon. Um, and I should imagine the same would have been true in in 1930s Germany. So. Who knows? Who knows? I, I don't doubt for one second that Tesla could have been working on high-energy electromagnetic um, devices because, essentially, he was doing the Tesla coil generates mega-voltages of uh, electromagnetic energy and is, in fact, can be used as an electromagnetic pulse weapon um, and is, you know, and has been looked at for things like, for example, the rail gun, the electromagnetic rail gun, the electromagnetic catapult launch system of the um, uh, the newest American carrier, what's it called? Um, the George W. Bush. Um, you know, so, yeah, I mean, the death ray was an electromagnetic pulse weapon. Well, but what it's about, led to. Well, death ray, well, yeah, particle beam, but yeah, that's fine. Well, there was this yeah. thing that I also read that he said that he invented a way to produce direct current by induction and made many claims about his mechanical oscillator and went on to tell reporters that his oscillator could destroy the Empire State Building with five pounds of air pressure. Um, well, we don't know, but certainly you can produce direct current uh, via... Um, the method that Tesla outlined, induction method. And if you have an induction hob at home, then thank Nikola Tesla. Mm -hmm. uh, because that's part of the principle of it. You know, I mean, industry, they, you know, when they're, they're putting together on these how it's made programs, you see them, they'll take a, a, a piece of metal and they'll put it into an induction furnace. And five seconds later, it's glowing bright, bright orange or. 10 seconds later, it's white hot. That's the principle by which Tesla was, you know, absolutely sound physics. You know, can the, well, what a, he, you know, there's so many things. That's the, the interesting thing. There are just too many uh, uh, strange inventions that, you know, for instance, hop, uh, you know what hop mm -hmm. is, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The American weather affecting radar system. Right, and, and which does exist, by the way. Oh yeah, the HARP system exists. Whether uh, and it, it, although the conspiracy theory is a bit back to front with HARP, but it does exist. It's an absolute reality. Mm -hmm. And the the, the HARP, uh, you know, he. One of the things that Tesla was always intrigued with was lightning. He, he wanted to. Uh, to find a way to, <laughs> I know, to find a way to harness lightning, but he soon realized that uh, he wasn't able to do that. And that's where he went 
to the uh, the uh, ground. Uh, uh, what, what do you call it? I can't ground induction electricity. Where where he would uh-huh. send earth uh, induction. What was that, Steve? It's the earth induction system. Earth induction. Thank you very much. Working on which which does work under certain circumstances, but no, um, it just works. It yeah. just doesn't generate the power that he he was suggesting that it might, mm-hmm. although modern science started to reevaluate it and look back at his work again and go, mm, there might be something in this. So is Hop a Tesla invention? Anybody? Well, elements of it are for sure. Um, in, in so much that, I mean, it, it, Tesla never went near Hop. Um, no. you know, the two, the two of them are separated by by many decades, um, but but there is no doubt that that like Tesla, you could say is linked to the 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 mobile phone, or Arthur C. Clarke to the communication satellite. These people were the technology didn't exist to make the reality to make the prediction a reality, but that doesn't devalue the prediction. Mm-hmm. Uh, by the way, for those who don't know what HOP stands for, it is High Frequency Active Rural Research Program. Uh, so that is your HOP, because uh, we threw that out there. We really didn't um, define it. So anyway, that is out there. And we should also say that it was designed to explore um, the atmosphere, not change the weather. <laughs> Yeah, that was, you know... Which they, is one of the conspiracy theories. It was designed to explore uh, the atmospheric weather conditions, not not go out and make them or change them. One of the things that always, always intrigued me was that the great uh, Tunduskar explosion, uh, that was often, by, by uh, conspiracies, uh, credited to a Tesla. And was it? That is... Yeah, you never knew that. I didn't know that one. Oh, yes. That was one of the things. For those who don't know the, the uh, Tesla. I mean, pretty much anything and everything that's a bit weird has been at some point credited to Tesla, but I haven't yeah, heard a link much. with the Tunguska. <laughs> yes, that, that, in fact, way before I even looked into Tesla, I knew that years and years ago. Because for those who know, that's that amazing explosion that occurred in uh, Siberia. And... Uh, it, it's pretty much believed that what is a comet now, uh, Steve. Um, not a comet, think, not a comet, think, a meteorite, or something like that. I think they've actually found evidence that, that strongly indicates that. I think they've actually found particles and bits of it now. Yeah, yeah. It's, it was a huge explosion. That it was occurred. an air-bursting meteor, wasn't it? Yeah, that's that's what I heard. Yeah, but uh, yeah. So, but yeah, that was uh, believed that 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 was broadcast electricity gone gone awry. And a Tesla has also been blamed for the Bermuda Triangle because somebody, <laughs> somebody no, seriously, really? somebody worked out mathematically that Wardenclyffe was at a certain latitude and yeah. so many degrees and that uh, the energy it was beaming in would disrupt the Earth's magnetic field and cause a vortex to occur, which would suck boats and aeroplanes to their doom inside the, um, inside the Bermuda Triangle. Right. So, and in addition, yeah. It's also been credited with um, the creation of fleets of UFOs. All of the UFO sightings um, have, by, uh, by Tesla. Have, what, 
Well, are caused by craft invented by Tesla that are operated by the U.S. government secretly using the documents that they found in his hotel room to build the anti-gravity drive systems. Makes sense to me. Yeah, perfectly sensible. And of course, now he's also been credited with the Philadelphia experiment as well. Uh, yes, his name has been linked to that, and it's been linked to um, actually. Uh, Tesla was also weirdly linked to the Mount St. Helens uh, volcano eruption, explosive eruption. Really? Um, Yeah, there was an American uh, magazine article that that indicated that that was one of Tesla's leftover experiments that had gone bang. And that he'd visited Washington State um, X number of years before... um, for a period of two or three weeks, and then he left again. And according to this conspiracy theorist, that they had proof that he'd left uh, a device that had gone bang. Hmm. So, um, I guess. Well, let's hear from Marla. She's been awful quiet there. Yeah, Marla. I know. <laughs> <laughs> no, what I'm, I was sitting here thinking that. That so many people, like Edison, like Marconi, like all these people, we don't talk about them much. You know, I mean, something might come up. Well, Tesla's very popular now. That's what I'm saying. He never quite disappeared. And and it it seems like more and more people are taking an interest in him and, and what he's done and everything, as opposed to some people that maybe were better known or, or whatever back then. He, there's just something about the guy that people can't stop talking about and, and as a person, as his, with his quirks, with all this stuff, and um, also with his inventions and stuff. I, I find that fascinating in, in a really good way because he died you know, destitute. I mean, he didn't have any money. Well, he um, spent all his money, that's for sure. Yeah, well, yeah. Because <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, but, he know. did get paid. He got paid handsomely uh, for a mm-hmm. lot of his inventions. When yeah. he when he had his uh, his uh, Western house, uh, he, he uh, but you know isn't that kind of what we do? It's almost like a nostalgia thing because I mean we, we get a, especially in the paranormal because we we Steve will attest to this that we we credit Edison with with the Spiricon and stuff like that where uh, you know spirit communication was yes now associated. With, why 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 do we do that, Steve? That's a good good point, Mala. Why do we do that? Well, it's not just that. We, we we seem to be going through... Uh, I mean, if you watch all the documentaries on on uh, Discovery and Blaze and the History Channel, they've run out of documentaries to make, you know, crediting and talking about the inventions of Edison and Tesla and Marconi and Hertz and, and, and Vol, uh, Volta and all of the others. And then instead, what they do is, well, we'll come at this from a new angle. We'll We'll debunk them. We'll show that Edison was, you know, um, a stealer of patents. We'll show that Tesla was a weirdo who fed pigeons. We'll show that Marconi's radio invention actually wasn't his radio invention. Um, right. You know, it, it, it's kind of like we, we, we build these, you know, all of our childhood heroes, and they were heroes, you know, Oliver Lodge and Tesla and Edison. Christopher Columbus. Bell. Yeah, I mean, it's, 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 it's trendy to knock these historical characters. And, you know, the, the, document, 
the documentary makers have run out of positive things to say. So along comes the next generation of documentary makers and they make a, um, you know, it kind of chimes with society. You know, we're in a society that's pulling down its history and trampling all over its past. Why do they do it? You think that because they don't have the vision of of the early uh, inventors and so forth, or, or, or oh, well, people. I was trying, trying not to get this. Yeah, I try not to make this a political thing, but I think it's. I think. I think it, it's a societal thing. Mm-hmm. You know, we we've destroyed all of our heroes. Um, we've trampled on them. We've we've disrespected their 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 legacies. Because not every bad person is is you know completely bad. The, not every good person is completely good. Uh, but we 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 tend to we we you know we live now very much you know I mean look what's happening up in Portland and and Seattle. Um, you know we're we're we're, we're go- and in the southern states where we we are actively going out protesting and dismantling our history. And the legacy of the people that the generations that came before, and you see that in documentaries. You see books now um, about Tesla, and about Marconi, and about Edison, but they don't talk about the inventions and their uh, no, positive, that's the positive benefits. Stuff. Right, you're right. No, they talk about the negative thing, their personality quirks, how they might have been wife beaters, or how they, you know, they look they didn't at the, chew their food. They, they, exactly. I mean, <laughs> you know, we, we've seen this in the paranormal too. Um, you know, after Harry Price died, um, within within a few short years, there was a, quite a notable book that was a vindictive and nasty character assassination. Most, most of it was factually incorrect, but it, we, we, you know, it, it's it's what we're doing on a much larger scale now in society. And you see that in documentaries, you see that in books. And so that's why these people are neglected and forgotten and and overlooked. You know, my boys, they saw a documentary quite recently about um, Mark Oney. They, had, they were fascinated, or the older one was, because he didn't realise that this thing called radio, you know, existed. It was something we had in the car. Um, he didn't realise how all-pervasive it was. It's Wi-Fi, it's mobile phone technology, it's Bluetooth technology. You know, all of this stems from what Marconi and Lodge and Tesla were all doing over a century ago. Yeah, it's true. It's good to be pop culture, isn't it? <laughs> it's good to judge the past from the future. Well, uh, you know, you look at the modern generation, they're all dressing up as, um, sorry, Marla, but they're all dressing up as cats and identifying as uh, gender as being uh, a cat oh. or, uh, or uh, you know, a My Little Pony. <laughs> no, don't, don't, no, no, don't say that. This is the future. I was, I was, I was watching a, a, an extract today on social media of somebody who was explaining that their gender, they identify their gender as a My Little Pony. It's no doubt because in Massachusetts we have uh, gender as other now too, so we can, you can go right through it and pick your own gender or whatever. 
Anyway, so we do have to wrap it up. Uh, we were we've been talking about uh, Nikola Tesla and the man he was, the man, the myth, the man, the legend, I guess. Um, Mahler, anything last statement? Anything last feelings? No, I just I found the whole thing really, really interesting. I mean, there's just so much about him that people maybe not realizing and and understanding, but. I think it was good that we got to talk about him. You know, I just would love to see a, a you know a t- TV series with uh, Tesla and Harry Price and uh, uh, you, you know we could throw uh, what's his name there uh, Arthur Conan Doyle and and you know and uh, didn't, would... didn't didn't Houdini and Doyle uh, didn't the series there? Uh, yeah, I know it. We, I like we, that we, one. We <laughs> liked that it. We, yeah, we're the only ones that did evidently. So <laughs> there you go. <laughs> yeah, but they but they did do an episode with Tesla. Yeah, and, but yeah, you're true, and Edison too. So did uh, Doctor Who last yeah, season. Yeah, but wouldn't it, wouldn't it be right. great to have like all those great men from that time in in like you know a league of distinguished gentlemen? Uh, you know, we could have women too, by the way, but unfortunately, um, it was different then. But anyways, we're running out of time, and we've got to go. Uh, well, that was contentious. I know it was. Uh, stay tuned for the second half of Ghost Chronicles Radio with. Uh, uh, Sharon Brenton from I'm going to talk about crystal skulls and gems and all that crap. Anyways, uh, thanks for listening. You know, I've, I've seen one of those crystal skulls in London at the British Museum. Very cool. Here's the tunes. Mm-hmm. We got to go. Tune in next week uh, for another great show. Marla, thank you for joining us. Thank you, thank you. Bye, monthly. Thank you, th- thank you, Martha. <laughs> <laughs> now it's Martha. Martha's monthly. Okay. <laughs> Good night. God bless. Stay safe, guys. Good night. beasties and things that go bump in the night. Deliver us, good Lord.